0: Well, hello there, and thanks for joining me on Users of Gear episode number 92. This is another special discussion. It's part two of the COVID-19 special discussion. And so the first one happened a couple of weeks ago. It was episode 85. I was able to put together a really great group of guys who um, I've actually stayed together with. So we, we created a group chat and um, the five of us continue talking and discussing ideas and bouncing ideas and uh, we've actually done a lot of really great things, I think, for a lot of really great people in the industry. And so it's been um, really easy, uh, really interesting putting together that group of, uh, of you know top industry guys and, and even a couple competitors among the group. So um, I'm very appreciative for that. So we decided uh, last week that we needed to get together and do another episode because so much has happened in a couple of weeks and so many things have changed. And, um, you know, opportunities have popped up, bad things have happened, uh, great things have happened. And so we decided definitely to get back together and, uh, and do this again. Um, you know, just a couple of examples of things that have taken place in the last, uh, when you think about it, it seems like an eternity, but I'm talking about maybe the last 14 days, uh, the government government. Um, released a stimulus package that's $2 trillion, just, you know, a massive amount of money. I mean, we throw around the T word like it's, you know, small potatoes, but a trillion dollars is a lot of money. And um, so $2 trillion stimulus package, which whether you're a, a, you know, a Republican, a socialist, a a Democrat or whatever, uh, we need it. The industry, the world, the businesses, small businesses, individuals need this money and needed the government to step in. And so I think we're all happy regardless of what side of the fence you're on. We're happy that the Fed has stepped in so quickly and done something about it. Um, But, you know, on the downside, there's a lot of businesses have have laid off thousands of people and some of those within our group. And we'll probably talk about that a little bit today uh, in the podcast Um, but businesses have closed. You know, I I have friends who I've talked through this process and who have told me, Marcel, you know, I just, I couldn't figure out any other way to keep my business alive. Um, So unfortunately, you know, I've been in this industry 30 years, 35 years, 40 years in some cases, and here I am closing up shop and going to try and find something else to do, you know, for the last five or 10 years of my work life. And that, to me, is just a tragedy. You know, that is, you know, it's certainly not as big as the next thing I'm going to mention, but it's it's tragic, it's horrible, it's sad, it's hard to have those conversations. Um, you know, it's hard to see friends just coming to that point and deciding this is my best option. And then, you know, last but certainly not least is that people are dying. People are sick, people are dying. And, you know, I know that two weeks ago when we talked Most people didn't even know anyone yet who had been diagnosed with it. Um, Now, almost everyone, I'm pretty sure, I think everyone now probably knows someone or has someone in their friend group or their family who has been diagnosed. And in most cases, thank God, knock on my wooden head, you know, it's it's not that tragic. In most cases, people are reporting back to me, my friends anyways, are saying, you know what, it's really no worse than a cold. Like, it's actually not even as bad as the last cold I had. But sadly, there are many, many, many cases where it's tragic, where, you know, it is much more severe and much more significant, and, and you know, people have died. A lot of people have died, and a lot more people are going to die, so... Um, you know, again, I mean, we just, we felt like the, the climate was good for us to get back together, have another chat. We think that we have some value to bring to our industry and to the people who listen to us and listen to my podcast. And so here we are again with uh, with this same group of people. And plus today we've added a special guest. And so, just to remind you, and I'm going to go through this again as soon when I introduce people, but we've got Eric Loader from Alation Professional. We've got uh, John Featherstone, who's a great designer in his own right, but also is founder and partner in uh, Light Switch, a great design firm, an international design firm. Uh, ben Saltzman, who's CEO and owner of Act Lighting. Uh, John Wiseman, Senior VP. Of PRG and really, you know, a master of touring lighting. He's been in the business forever at the top of the food chain. And then uh, last but not least, we have Mr. Tress Thomas, who is a senior VP of global operations for Live Nation and also on the board for Crew Nation. And so we're very happy to have this group together and very excited. And so here we are with uh, the COVID-19 Special Discussion, Part 2. Okay, good afternoon, good morning, good day, wherever you are. Um, we have a, uh, a very interesting and uh, pretty cool, amazing group of individuals that I've managed to pull together today. So most of the people you will recognize their voices or faces, if you happen to be catching this on YouTube, but you'll recognize their voices as having been on a prior episode number 85, where we talked about this COVID stuff and its impact on our industry, which has been uh, obviously rather, uh, rather severe. And since that time, a lot of things have changed. So last week, I think it was either John Featherstone or John Wiseman. I think it was one of the Johns who said, I think it's probably time that we do an update of this recording uh, because so much stuff had changed. And so we did decide to go ahead and um, record another episode. And so today, we were uh, very fortunate to add another individual who is Tress Thomas from uh, Live Nation. And uh, that reminds me where I actually just want to make a quick statement, and it's not really a disclaimer or nothing legal, but I did want people to feel comfortable to speak here as yourself, not as necessarily the corporation. Whether it's a small corporation like my own, or or John Featherstone's corporation, I guess in comparison to some of the other ones that these individuals yeah. work for. But I certainly don't want anyone getting in trouble. I don't want any stock tumbling. Uh, you know, we're not looking to um, to cause problems here. But I did want people to be able to speak as themselves freely. Uh, on this podcast. So with that crazy non-disclaimer, disclaimer, uh, hello guys. Up, hello. Marcel. Yeah.
1: hello, Marcel.
0: Yeah. So first of all, I mean, thank you all. I know um, we're all really busy for some reason. Like I have no idea what Ridiculous. the hell is going on, but I'm working freaking 16 hour days right now, half the time and going, what is happening? Like I've never made less money working, you know, so hard. I don't get it. So, uh, except maybe when I was a musician, uh, you know, (laughs) (laughs) when I was a musician, it was uh, a little harder and a little, uh, more painful on the financial side. But so, you know, we, we have a bit of an agenda, but I guess before we get into that, and I I think everyone knows who we are, what we do and those types of things, but I wouldn't mind just kind of going around the table here. And everyone's sort of quickly introducing yourself, but just talking about maybe some of the shit that's going on in your world right now. Um, some changes that have happened, some challenges, some cool things, whatever it is. I mean, just, you know, hi, I'm John and here's what I'm doing, you know, right now. And, and uh, you know, our design firm is closed. Our design firm is open. We let go half our staff, two thirds of our staff, whatever it is you feel like you want to talk about or not. But I wouldn't mind just kind of going through the, the gang here a little bit and just getting an update from everybody. I mean, <sighs> and we could start with, uh, we'll go clockwise from me. So, Featherstone, you're, you're first.
2: Sure. Okay, so uh, I'm one of the partners and founders of a lighting and visual design practice Light Switch. You know, we, we have a different set of challenges than, than uh, some of the other friends here that, that we don't have inventory. But that means that our people are our gold. Um, that, that's, that's our crown jewels. So we're doing everything we can to keep our people productive and positive, um, from a financial standpoint, as well as from a mental health standpoint, you know, we're, we're a business full of people that are used to being busy. So people helping people find ways to feel like they're productively helping is really one of our focuses. We've got an initiative that we've started, in our San Francisco uh, office. We have five offices in the States, two internationally. So we've got a diverse group of people. The San Francisco office has started an initiative, uh, 3D printing, uh, full face visors for healthcare. That we've uh, that we're going to spread throughout the whole enterprise, um, and and just using our abilities as as creative and compassionate people to support each other, we're we're going to do a philosophy where we're going to spread such as we have amongst our own as for as long as we can, and make sure that everybody has a little bit rather than a few people have a lot and a lot of people have nothing so we're going to scale back our working weeks we're going to scale back our working days and try and make sure that we that we can outlast this you know and and at the same time, work in parallel to find ways to reinvent what we're doing here. You know, we think there's going to be a real path into hybrid events. You know, Trez, I'd be really really interested in some of your perspective about this, but some of the, a lot of the work that we do is international. These big corporate events um, that we do have a lot of people coming from overseas. So we see these changing into a hybrid event of rather than 20,000 people from around the world, potentially 5,000 people from the U S market in the room and a whole bunch of people around the world watching uh, remotely. So helping our clients figure out what that looks like. And at the moment, it's a really cluttered marketplace because in the past, the distraction has been somebody on their phone in the room during a concert or whatever you know i saw a thing recently that was somebody saying oh please god's of production i promise if i get concerts back i won't ever look at my phone during a show <laughs> and, and, and i think that's my point but for my, for people that are at home the distractions now your kids and your spouse and netflix and all of this so the competition is no longer facebook the competition is now other streamed devices so i just think it's an interesting parallel path keep everybody healthy Try and stop people going out of business and try and use our skill set as best as we can to help our clients find ways to navigate through these, change, these changing and difficult times.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, all very, very good points. Uh, ben Saltzman is the um, CEO and owner of Act Lighting. Uh, so, Ben, you're up. Okay. So,
3: as Marcel said, I'm the CEO of Act. ACT has nine offices and approximately 600 employees between the United States, Mexico, and Canada. Um, We have two main pieces to our business. One is uh, entertainment technology, MA lighting, Ayrton, MDG, Chainmaster, brands you've heard of. We do a lot of business with music retail as well. And what we're finding is that as, you know, I think everyone on this, podcast will say, the live entertainment side has essentially come to a screeching halt. So we're trying to manage that side of the business. As John said, our um, through line objective has been to preserve as much for as many people as is possible for as long as we can. Um, Of our nine offices, I think there are two that are open right now maybe three Um, we've moved as many people to work from home as is possible but when you're a manufacturer uh, not everybody can work from home so we are definitely adjusting uh, some of our staffing uh, to match the amount of work that we're doing Um, we're finding that the music retail side of the business is holding up so far quite well, um, that some of our customers are using this uh, this uh, disruption as an opportunity to catch up, maybe whether it's filling in their distribution centers, um, you know, they can't access their stores right now since they've been shut down. So getting ready, and this will be a theme of the conversation later on, getting ready for when we come out of where we are right yeah. now.
0: Yeah, when you talk about music retail, that's probably Rapco, right? Uh, correct, that's the legacy Rapco brands. Okay. Yeah. So,
3: cable manufacturer, whether you know, guitar cable, instrument cable, right. mic cables, yeah, I've been, distribution products, Dante, I've been using Rapco like guitar
0: cables for you know, a hundred years. Sure. So, yeah, yeah. Um, anyone who
3: owns a guitar, uh, probably owns a rat distortion pedal. True,
0: wow, you have rat too. Oh, rat, yeah, I, rat's know one of I need one of them. I'm gonna have to yeah. make myself no, a we, note. We can talk <laughs> offline, <laughs> yeah, Tress. First of all, well, thank you for joining us, Tres. I know, uh uh, you could probably add an S to the front of your name and, and uh, it'd fit quite nicely right now. I mean, talk about a guy who's, whose job has been impacted more than yours. I don't know of many. Right. Uh, uh, yeah, it, it uh, You know, we were all going
4: about our daily uh, work at Live Nation, putting on two to 300 shows a day in North America and countless around the world. And uh, we turned around and uh, the world started, made a stop. Public yeah. gatherings yeah. got I was in France when it happened on a Madonna tour, and it went from no gatherings over five thousand to no gatherings over a thousand in like three days. And it pretty much took every major venue out of uh, out of uh, the loop at that point. yeah, so, yeah. Um,
0: Isn't that kind of how this happened though? like I mean, even the the five of us before you joined here, we were five. Um, but the five of us keep talking. And we say, okay, this is bad, but this is okay. And then two days later, it's, well, this is kind of fucked up, but this might still work out, you know? And then, I mean, and I don't know if that's because we're all pretty optimistic and we're all entrepreneurial and we're all pushing forward for the industry and for our businesses. um, Or, you know, it's just really a moving thing that, that just keeps evolving, you know?
4: Well, I think once, uh, you know, again, in our core business and your uh, both core and ancillary businesses, we depend on people getting together for uh, events and if they're, they're concerts or, or large meetings, etc. when you can't function that way, not just because of economics or dare I say, the, the optics get bad. You just can't be the encourager or the promoter. I hate to use that term these days, but you can't be the promoter of uh, creating a situation where people will be exposed. And yeah. uh, when it came down with uh, Michael Ropino, our president and CEO and the board, it, it was better decided to just stop. Let's, let's get everybody home. Let's get our crews home, our artists home and, and take the pressure off of, you know, what are we doing? Is it the right thing? Is it not the right thing? It's just, let's get everybody home and uh, take a pause as the rest of the world now is and uh, figure out what the next steps are when we hit 91 91- 91st day. I, I hope someone's right when they coined that, by the way.
0: Yeah, oh, day 91.
4: Man,
0: me too. Um, well, we <laughs> used to say day 91 was sort of the the dark vision of it all. We were talking about maybe day 61 or something. But, uh, but yeah, day 91 is now looking pretty optimistic. But uh, based on what you were just saying there, um, I, I follow uh, Mike Portnoy, who's a drummer who plays in about 10 different bands. He was with Dream Theater before. But I follow him, and he was on tour in Europe, and I can't remember which act he was with. I think it was uh, Sons of Anarchy, or no, Sons of Sons of Apollo. I think his band is called Sons of Apollo. Anyways, it's a small, it's a theater band. And mm-hmm. um, they uh, they were on tour in Europe, and every day was becoming more stressful as far as well, what's happening next week? What's happening tomorrow? What about our crews? And you know, when you're a small, mid-size act like that, it's costing you money when you're keeping people employed and you don't know if you have a show tomorrow or not, or you don't know if next Thursday is still on or not. And that just became so stressful, both physically and financially. That same thing, same same ultimate decision you guys came to. They just said. And their fans fought them like crazy. They were nasty to the band yeah. saying, how dare you, you know, we need this right now. But I mean, that's just not realistic at some point when there's so much unknown in the future, you know? Well, like and that, also
4: I think they're beyond the responsibility, uh, both to the public and, and to your clients, fans, et cetera, you know, being forced to, to uh, be in isolation overseas for 14 days, there's the questions, who pays for that? Yeah. What What yeah. are we going to do if I go home and I infect my family because it's a workplace accident or is it? I mean, there there's all of those hidden liabilities that really shouldn't take center stage, but they often do, particularly in your case with a, you know, a, a, I want to say a less well-heeled financially band that really does live gig to gig, paycheck to paycheck on a road. You, you, you got to think of
0: that. Yeah. That's and not then, yeah. Madonna. You know, we're not talking about Madonna. We're talking about somebody who really is surviving off the money they're making on the road. So day day, yeah. Know? Well, I mean, I, I have a million questions to ask you, but let's just keep going through this circle here first. So Wiseman, uh, you're up next.
1: Hey, how y'all doing? I'm i uh, I'm a senior VP or some, some title like that. I don't know. At uh, PRG worldwide. Um, <laughs> I manage client relations and, uh, uh, I'm just still doing pretty much the same job, juggling act we were doing. What was this thing about 10 days ago, Marcel, we did yeah. this first podcast. Yeah. something yeah. Like that. I'm so, I'm still managing kind of the same thing. I'm, I'm texting back and forth with a, with an artist right now. And he just basically said to me, uh, I said, weird times, bro. Fuck and he off. says, Quit yeah,
0: texting me, he,
1: <laughs> you know, he says, yeah, I know. He reached out to me. So fuck you. He says, uh, yeah, I know nothing. He says, um, I'm, I'm, I'm sounding a lot of people. He goes, but putting band crew and fans in danger just doesn't seem realistic at this point. Yeah. You know? So that, that's from the top of the food chain, the guys that we okay. work for. And, um, yeah, you know, I like, I'm, I'm having the same conversations. Uh, I just got the phone yesterday with Metallica and you know, they're, they're in a different situation because, um, what their management said to me was basically, look, our, our touring, our, our touring uh, uh, is, is really taking a hit above everybody else's because with James's issue, we had, they had to cancel Australia. We had everything on the way down Australia, and they were like super stand-up band about the whole thing. They not only paid us for all the shipping time down and back, but they paid us for the dates. They paid the crew all the way through as mm-hmm. if they would, had done the tour. I mean, they, they just said, look, this is, this is our deal. We fucked up. It's all on us, and they paid everything. You know, which, which doesn't happen very often. We know guys, right? Trez? and oh, yeah. so, Amen. uh, Amen. that was, <clears throat> yes. yes. So then they, then, the, they, they came back and their stuff was on their way to, uh, South America. We were supposed to be in Chile, I think probably tomorrow or the next day, uh, to, to kick off South American tour, which is going to make up for the $30 million loss they had on Australia. Yeah. And the stuff's coming back again, you know? So now they're looking at December. They said, the good news is we're going to probably have to stay out for about four years. They said, the, the touring account's broken. I said, don't even fucking try to tell me that Metallica guys don't have any money. They said, no, 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 just the touring account. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. We've been through that, right? Yeah. It's yeah.
4: all about that account, John. It's, it's all about
1: that account, account. Yeah. Yeah, all about yeah. That. yeah. yeah. yeah exactly somewhere. right.
0: We just it's somewhere, but it. it's
1: not. Well, it's not going to be near me, is what I was basically being told. Right. So you know, and that's right, and that's cool. And you know, we we're all in this together, and that's a that's been a long term client of mine since. God, I've known those guys for thirty five years, and mm-hmm. so where, where where I'm at right now, and I I said this, and Trez wasn't on the last one, but I just said basically, you know, uh, uh, the business that I'm in, we serve the artists, and and the artists uh, make the deals, and the promoters who own the venues. Um, uh, work with the agents on the routing, you know, my, my company, although we're one of the, probably the largest in the world, we're the tail of the dog and I always describe it as the the part really close to the asshole. Um, (laughs) and, um, (laughs) we follow what, what the people above us in the food chain do. So if, if live nation or AEG, um, CAA William Morris and all these guys get together and say, look, it's, it's time to go. Um, you know, then we go, And I was, when I was talking to Trez the other day, he made a great point to me because I said, look, why why can't Bruce Springsteen stand up and go, it's time for the working man to get back to work. And I think Trez said to me, that's great. He can do that all day long unless the mayor of New Jersey says you're not using the stadium. Yeah. That, that was like, holy shit. There's, there's a, there's a guy in the government that's actually in charge of this, which is even fucking scarier than all of it. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, you know, look, production guy, uh, waiting to do production, you know, we're, 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 I'm, I'm, I feel bad for the little guy right now. We're, we're, I'm reaching out to people and I'm, I'm sending them all the information that we have on how to get things. We've kept, um, we've had to furlough most of our staff. We've kept them on, uh, uh, their health insurance, their health benefits intact. Uh, we, we, you know, who knows how long we can do that, but we think that's the most important. And our dream come true on our conference calls is, God damn it. You know, we want to call people back. We want to get back to work. So there we go. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, and you know, unlike some of us on this, this call, myself included, um, we're a small business. So a lot of the help that came in through that $2 trillion program last week helps us or is expected. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really,
1: and I'm really curious about the gap between the government making this great decision, which I think it was a really good, strong decision, mm-hmm. and then they fuck around for three weeks, which kills half the people uh, to get the money to the people. Yeah, you know, yeah, we'll I, talk.
0: I we'll talk a little yeah. bit about that today because I have some experience. I know Ben has some experience. Yeah. Eric probably has some experience by now. Uh, Featherstone, I'm not sure if you do. Yeah, we do. But oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we've all got a little bit of positive and not so positive experience. But my point that I was making, Wiseman, is that you're in a company who can't quite get access to those funds because you have a few more than, than 500 employees. Um, so yeah, you know, it sounds great furloughing all your employees, but then, you know, something happens and everything gets positive again and you got to bring people back to work and, you know, some of them don't want to come back to work. Some of them have gone on to other careers. Some Look, have...
1: man, we're, we're, we're absolutely, we're, we're useless without the people. You yeah. know, it's all about the people. It always has been. We have some very serious competitors in our business. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the Mickey Kirvishleys, the John Huddlestons of the world, these guys are all great, strong guys and they have strong relationships with their crews. We, we basically have uh, a pile of shit that's useless without people and the right people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, and there's only so many to go around. So, you know, exactly. if, if, uh, I, it's all going to be a funny, interesting, fun, exciting pain in the ass scramble when, you know, when this day 91 thing does happen. So you said, something. I can't wait.
1: I can't wait for the challenge. I can't yeah. wait for the shit to hit the fan. Yeah.
0: You said something funny, um, <sighs> that, uh, that, you know, you're, you're, uh, very close to the asshole or whatever. You're the tail on the dog and you're very close. So I guess the asshole is probably us on the gear side of the business. Myself, Ben, <laughs> Loader, who's about to say hello here. Uh, you know, we're we're the asshole. We're in the asshole that's, right that's now. That's what
3: was going through my mind when he was saying that. Is, <laughs> oh, I'm what sure does that all of us.
0: make us? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're the asshole. Because so, yeah, we but, rely but on, the tail, case, the case, on the tail, that relies on the dog.
2: At the designer and that makes us the nose and the first thing we do is shove our nose right up your ass. Uh, so... Uh, (laughs)
0: that's funny that's funny so um eric yeah well you stole my intro there i was gonna say
5: i'm further up the tail than uh, (laughs) you know i think uh look i mean you know i'm my focus for our group of companies is is elation and acclaim but you know we've got we've had the you know staff reduce like everybody layoffs you know cut people's hours back and it's, it's been really painful the last couple of weeks. I got to admit, um, you know, it's, and obviously we, we're not supplying gear because nobody needs gear right now on the rental size, but there are installation projects that are going on because some people are taking advantage of the downtime, being able to do, uh, upgrades on facilities and construction is still moving forward, uh, at a slower pace, but it is still moving forward. So Yeah. Uh, people are spending money that they have allocated, maybe worried that it's not going to be there in uh, six months if they don't spend it. So there is some business going on for us, but it's been uh, far and few between. And, you know, we're, you know, I'm home today mainly because it's raining in LA and certainly don't want to be out there if it's raining, but uh, you know, we are open a few days, uh, four days a week right now. But look, I mean, it seems to, yeah, since our last call, it seems to be getting worse. And uh and, you know, who knows what uh, tomorrow will bring. We're just all trying to move forward as fa- as best we can, as cautiously as we all can. You know, I've talked to my guys that are 1099 and tried to provide them resources, but they're all very frustrated because nothing's clear yeah. and nothing's uh, defined fully yet. Even on the SBA side, nothing for us is defined yet. So we're all working on it. We're trying to work through it best we can, but it's uh, it's challenging right now.
0: Well, and one thing, <clears throat> one thing that's really interesting, thank you, Eric. So, one thing that's interesting is that as each of you talk, you know, there's different words being used for for cutting people. And and in the most in most cases, we love these people. I mean, there are friends, there are, you know, the guys standing next to us going to battle every day, doing demos, trying to land tours, whatever it is we're doing, but we're working together with these people and now we have to go to them and say, "I'm sorry, but I have nothing to give you today." And, um, I know with almost all of you, uh, Trez, not you, cause, cause, uh, uh, we didn't really know each other, but, um, the rest of you, I've had conversations over the past few weeks you know where you came to me with sort of your head in your hands going oh shit I don't know what to do like I I have to let go some people and I don't know how to do this I don't know what to say to them I don't know you know uh, how to be as uh, you know heartfelt as I possibly can in going through a deed that I want nothing to do with and you're all losing sleep over it I've lost sleep over it you know I mean at the end of the day I think Featherstone said it best where you got to take this and spread it out as thin as you possibly can to right. feed as many people as you yeah. can over that period of time, and just hang on for dear life and survive. You know, and uh, that's that's our greatest responsibility. Um, so, you know, first to kind of talk through some of the challenges because, like we did last time, I, I want to kind of break it down into, you know, here's here's the bad shit, and then here's some of the good shit that hopefully will help get rid of some of the bad shit and. Um, you know, cuz there is some good stuff that is going to come of all of this. I think we all agree with that. I think, you know, there is a filtration process taking part right now that that is probably going to make us a better business in the future. Will the industry better will will the customers come back right away? I mean, these are all things that we're going to we're going to learn still and and we're going to find out, but I think as an industry, we're going to be better prepared. Uh, than we have ever been after this, obviously, because none of us has ever gone through anything like it. Um, so, Eric, you just mentioned a problem, which is the the response from uh, the Feds or the response from the SBA. Um, you know, the unknown, the uh, or maybe it was even Wiseman who said something about you know people are going after money and we don't know when they're going to get it and it's taking too long and. And all of those things, and I've heard problems with people trying to file for unemployment. Uh, you know that that's been a complete nightmare, and taking yeah, the lo-
1: the local the local states because unemployment goes flows through the states. Yeah, they're overwhelmed.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: you know yeah. they're not used to this kind of a volume. That the 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 the, the call centers can't take it. They, they're not staffed correctly. That the websites are crashing. I mean, it, it's that, that's the part for me. It's like it's great to have this money, but you know how do you get your fucking hands on it, Mark Cuban? probably said one of the smartest things I've heard in in this whole dilemma is he said it's great what they did, but they did it. They did the distribution wrong. And they said, well, how, how would you have done it? He said, they should have just called every bank and said, these companies that are going to qualify for this money, you know, here's, here's a partial list of it, but their overdrafts are now just approved by us. So they can just write checks right now. You know, there's going to be some fraud in that. Yeah, I saw some- that interview. But, But I thought that was, I thought that was like, okay, it's going to be fucked up no matter what they do. But the most important thing is to get the, is to get that five or six or $700 to that employee who has to eat. And, And you can't, they can't wait for three weeks while they fuck around.
0: Yeah. You know, Sorry. or the business who's trying to feed those employees who have to eat. You know, and the business is going, okay. Well, I'm going to write your paychecks today, but I have no yeah. idea what's going to go on next because
1: well, you're robbing you're robbing Peter to pay Paul, and in you're, you're hoping that yeah that, that it comes back in. You
0: know, yeah, in a sense, and and I think it was Ben on the last call who said uh, um, that the SBA had given out. What were those stats? They'd given out 28 billion in the last year or something. Yeah.
3: In, in calendar year, 2019, they loaned $28 billion count in 12 months. Right. Yeah. And now they're being asked to give out $350 billion as quickly as they possibly yeah, can. Yeah. Within in a two weeks. weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of them are
2: at home as well. I actually managed to, I was like a unicorn, get somebody from the SBA on the phone and she was lovely and super helpful. But she said their base is, oh, let's see if I can get this right. New York, San Francisco, Seattle, New Mexico, and Dallas, and and the big one and of the biggest ones, they're they're all all their staff are under um, uh, shelter orders anyway. So it's uh, the bulk of that is falling on at the time the Dallas office and the New Mexico office were working, but it's the same thing with local government. You know my you know my uh, people that work for us in Chicago are trying to get uh, on, on on the employment rolls. Nobody's at work. You know they're all at home, and certainly if you're working for government, you know we we are fortunate that everybody that works for us has a nice laptop and fast internet, and they can go home and they can continue to work no matter how much good intent you have. If you work for the SBA or if you work for the Illinois Department of Unemployment, you have no way of helping these people remotely. And you know,
1: you know what, John? My my wife is a is a high school counselor, and now they're doing they're doing uh, uh, at home schooling, and she says half these kids don't have a laptop,
2: right? Yeah.
1: Half of them don't have cell phones, you know? So this great plan is is useless.
2: And, and I think when we get do get to people, what I'm encouraging people to do is say, look, the person that you're talking to is not the problem. The person that you're talking to is trying to help you as much as they can, but their hands are tied by both bureaucracy and by the technology they have to help. So you know, be nice. Yeah. Be nice. Exactly. Be nice. Just, you know, be in these person's shoes. I can't, you know, as I said, last time, I don't believe anybody in DC is waking up and going, all right, how can I screw Americans today? Yep. I don't think anybody in yeah. to use that analogy at the Illinois department of revenue is waking up and saying, how can I stop people getting the money they badly need? But I think right. what this has proven is from a countrywide standpoint, the resources to deliver money directly to people's wallets needs a bit of an after game review.
4: Oh,
0: absolutely!
2: So I, yeah, and
4: uh, let me jump in on that one. I think it was uh, last week I heard that the first, or maybe the second or third round of uh, uh, subsistence checks are gonna they're gonna be checks, and it could be as late as September. Now, how can you tell somebody we're gonna <laughs> give you a hand? <laughs> Give you twelve hundred dollars uh, to everybody and, and wait till September to receive it.
1: Unacceptable, completely unacceptable.
4: Totally, but one of the things after action, and, and I, I don't know why this isn't in place, other than people's abhorrence to having regular bank accounts. The IRS should have everybody's bank account on record. I think they do, don't they? I know they got mine. They they got mine mine (laughs) know, If I was fortunate enough to to qualify, they could just wire right into my account. That's the interaction stuff that we have to focus on as a society. And going back to the SBA comment, I think John had mentioned it. Uh, I wasn't always in the entertainment business. My family owned a restaurant when I was growing up, and I remember we applied to the SBA. And just the mere thought of that entity, managing it's your scary. guys livelihood frightens me to death. scary it's
0: it is scary, scary. well it's a
1: steep fucking hill to be looking at
0: yeah i mean sure. some banks um have backed out altogether, sure. and i know ben your bank you were struggling with because they were just like hey until you guys get your shit together you know we ain't yeah, giving out anyway. money
3: well and that's what happened right with the paycheck protection program you know last it you know they opened the program last friday and thursday night at 10 30 they published the rules yeah. and what happened in conjunction with that is they took a bunch of the risk that had been expected to be backstopped by the government and they pushed it onto the banks so the banks were told if there's incorrect paperwork we won't backstop alone and you know so what you know what do bankers do when all, when the risk Um, accelerate or increases they go whoa hold on a fucking minute and just full stop yeah and so you know you hear different things some people bank of america they're they're accepting the applications i think chases um city banks not or maybe they just start you know so it's very inconsistent the, co-
1: the, com- the community banks are doing the best job with it i just i listened to a report this morning true. because well that's 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 you know uh th- that goes back to that analogy i made last time where people get excited about these big national uh, political campaigns and they ignore like the, the local ones and the right. most important powerful person in your life is the city councilman or the mayor because they're right there affecting you so that goes over to this community bank thing if you've got a good com- good relationship with your bank that's your best that's your best shot calling call the 800 number at fucking bank america to try to get yeah, a really, backstop yeah. guarantee are you sh- I'd rather just eat a fucking glock <laughs>
5: Well, the the latest one, the latest one, guys, because we talked to our 1099 guys on Friday, they said that if you don't have a business account, they can't help you. So if you're a 1099 guy.
3: Won't. I mean, they, they, they can help you. They're just not being incentivized to help you. They're being incentivized to do what's easy.
5: Right.
1: Correct. So yeah. what's, where's the good news in all this, fellas? Where's yeah. the good news to, to pass to the people? I mean, I think one of the good news is, I'm jumping ahead here, is one of the things that, that Trez is involved in, and I'll I'll let you direct that as you wish, uh, Marcel. But there's gotta be some, there's a silver lining in this shit, like you said. We're gonna be more streamlined, we're gonna, you know, cause I'm ha- we're having to look at things that, you know, you just haven't looked at in the past. It's like, oh, well, that's a little sloppy, that's okay. Well, that's, a little, that's fine, you know, blah, blah, blah. Now you're like, okay. We're going to we're going to we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna pinpoint and be better businessmen and women and, and, and go after this. You know, that's that's what's going to come out of ours. You're going to trim some things. You're going to do things differently. Yeah. But, you know, what's where's the good news in this?
0: Well, I mean, the good news is, first of all, that the Fed did release. $2 trillion, <clears throat> you know, we've gone over the bad news that you can't get it. But the good news is it's out there floating around somewhere, there's $2 trillion that you just got to kind of yeah. be creative <laughs> to Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like those, uh, those money uh, wind things that you go into, you know, you just got to try and grab dollar bills. But no, I think communicating with other business owners has been a positive thing. So I talked to Ben daily, yeah. I've been talking quite often with with uh, loader, um, about, you know, just what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? And whenever I get an email back from a bank saying success, I send it out to you guys and I show you, you you know, look, look what just happened. Somebody accepted my application. And so actually, um, by the way, just as an update. So you remember the $50,000 disaster relief bridge loan, uh, that we talked about, mine is being deposited tomorrow in my account. So, Tress, yeah, I know, cool. I know, we're talking in numbers that you don't even recognize when we talk about fifty thousand, but <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, fifty thousand hey, to hey, a little hey. business.
1: He's he, he's he's gotten his champagne bill before. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, fifty thousand to a small business. Mine, I have, I think, eighteen employees or nineteen employees today. Oxygen it's oxygen you know it, it buys yeah. me a couple of weeks it buys me whatever it buys me but it it's you know a sign of life that kind of hopefully takes you to the next bridge you know
1: and that and that went relatively quickly didn't it marcel did. was, yeah, was was that a florida was that a florida based program
0: uh no, it's through the SBA. And it came in through oh. my bank. My bank managed the process. And I apparently have a reasonable bank when it comes to this stuff. You know, they they figured their way through the SBA local stuff, community bank or it's a it regional a bank one? that was just bought yeah. by another regional bank. So it's a slightly larger regional bank now. But um but yeah, relatively local bank. I've been with them for sixteen, seventeen years. So, you know, the fact is there are funds coming. The the downside is They haven't gotten out of their own way yet. And, uh, Mm. you know, depending who you ask, it's the state's fault, it's the Fed's fault, it's whoever. But there's smart people starting to try and figure it out right now. Um, You know, I still think that it's amazing that people. And businesses have opportunities to improve themselves. Take the downtime. Don't just make yourself busy and, you know, uh, get on social media and keep sending out endless messages and stuff thinking that you've got to communicate with your crowd. Your crowd doesn't give a shit right now. Like nobody cares about what new model smoke machine you have, Eric. Believe it or not, nobody cares. Nobody cares what I have for sale today. Nobody cares uh, about most of those things. People care about things that actually help them today for the most part. And so I think you can spend your time doing the things that you didn't have time to do six months ago as opposed to doing the exact same things you did six months ago. And improve yourself, improve your business, whether it's your health or your whatever, your relationship, your fix your backyard. I don't know whatever it is. So I think that that's a positive thing. Um, you know, yeah,
2: I'd, I'd say jump, jump in Marcel. I I, I think adversity is building strength in a, and resilience in in our industry. You know, and and we're all certainly. As I don't know you as well as I know the other four hooligans on here, but I suspect you are probably cut from the same cloth that we're all achievers and we're all about victories and we're all about triumph. And this is for me really humbling to be brought down to my knees by something I can't control and reach out to people that I've known as long as I've known all of you, you know, Ben, you and I've spent our share of time in the top of a boom lift together. Wiseman, you and I have spent I share, well, all kinds of unmentionable places, but you know, we've been in the trenches and we've been together as friends. And, and it, and I think it's, if we can get more humble and more honest about the times when we need help coming out of this and it not all be about victory, 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 but about, Hey, I'm having a hard time over here. I could use some help. I could use. Well, but I, you know what, John, that's, that's, that's exactly what
1: we've done at gigs where, you know, the doors are going to open at six and you're up against it with some fucking glitch. You know, that you, an electronic glitch you can't see which is a little bit like this you can't see it right, coming right. you can't you come over it, you yeah. can't come over and deal with it you gotta you have to maneuver your way through it this is just bigger than any of us ever thought we'd ever see in our lives it is it is yeah. it is a shit show of epic proportions coming at us 360. i mean look nine eleven, that was you know horrible and there was about three or four days where we were all stuck all over the world we couldn't get home and it was like what does this mean? You know, I mean, I was canceling gigs and blah, 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 but you know, it kind of ramped up out of there because it was a, it was a known enemy. Allegedly you could see, and there were bad guys, you know, there's no bad guy here, right? Right. You can't just go slay that dragon and move on. You can't just go fix that electronic problem and have your show at seven o'clock. Right. This is like, and we're all, we're going to do it. You know, we're kind of powerless, but we're also not powerless, you know, Mm. Yeah. So anyway.
0: Yeah. No, it's true. I mean, one of the positives too and and uh uh Eric and Ben, you can probably talk a little bit about this though. Um Asia seems to have relatively reopened. I'll give you a, one funny conversation I had a few days ago with uh we have an Asian office. Gearsource has an Asian office uh in Singapore. And um the guy who owns our Asian office called me up and he's like, God damn it. And I said, what? And he goes, now they're going to close the schools and restaurants next Tuesday, tomorrow. And I'm like, seriously, your schools and restaurants are still open. And he said, yeah, <laughs> <"that> yours aren't. <laughs> and I'm like, really? And so he sent me an article about it and he was really pissed off about this, that they're going to close schools and restaurants tomorrow. And also in the article, it said that just the night before, which would have been, I guess, last Thursday or Friday night, Hong Kong closed nightclubs. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> I mean, not even a week ago, Hong Kong closed nightclubs. So, um, you know, and in the article, it well, said, do you know, that, what, but
1: Trez has places in different like all yeah. over geographically that are all reacting differently, just like that. I mean, yeah. we, yes. we were talking the other day, Trez, what, what, what was the one you were saying that was like shit Give me a little
4: color on that? When we, we do a weekly call with Michael, uh, every Thursday. And, uh, you know, when you have 29,000 people on one call, obviously he's the only one talking cause we'd never get anything done, <laughs> but yeah, it's encouraging. He reminds us all the time. We're a worldwide company and, and parts of the world are going to come back quicker than others. And, uh, we, we have to be ready to respond. Unfortunately, A lot of our clients, whether they're isolated dates or touring clients or whether they call you to gear up, you can't make a tour of Scandinavia work without Europe. It just won't work. But isolated festivals will probably be the ones that come back first. And uh, Asia was on the topic. Um, They they seem to be getting a better handle on it over there uh, quicker or... uh, for better or for worse, the, the governments are a little bit more lax on public gatherings, so that that'll help generate, uh, you know, the resurgence on a worldwide basis for our company. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it, it's uh, you know, switching back to a, a previous topic when we said, how do we get something good come out of this? I am just so encouraged every day when I drive down my street and I see our restaurants with takeout only and who's got the better sign, yeah, yeah, yeah. And my grocery store is now in a full on delivery and they sped up their website. They made a website look better. So I think there's a little isolated pockets, not germane to our business, but that will help society, you know, learn how to get through this because at the heart of it, we're all, have the American spirit. We're all entrepreneurs and we're going to make stuff work. Yeah, I mean,
0: human spirit is, a, is a huge yeah. positive that's coming from all of this. And like yeah. you, I have a restaurant down the street from my house that's a relatively high-end restaurant. And um, this guy is putting out videos on Facebook and, and Instagram and stuff every single day where he's selling toilet paper. He's selling, like right now, he's doing farmer's markets every morning until 10 o'clock where he's selling boxed of boxes of mixed vegetables um, for I think it's ten or fifteen dollars for a box of mixed vegetables because he's just using his regular suppliers and figuring out a way to squeeze more revenue out of his business yeah, and I brilliant. love that i mean i I love that right now it's cheaper for me to go out and pick up food from local restaurants than it is to cook you know and granted yeah. I'm a shitty cook, so I'd probably waste a lot of things <laughs> so it gets expensive but Uh, you know, I mean, that's a great thing seeing that these people have all figured it out, you know, I, I love that. That's very, very positive. Um, go ahead, go on.
4: No, I just wanted one more thing because it was actually kind of funny. Uh, one restaurant had, you know, a special on tacos. And of course, if you bought their taco special, the premium was a roll of toilet paper.
0: Ah, that's (laughs) hilarious.
2: No, that's brilliant. Hilarious. (laughs) The other, the other thing I think is a positive is just to remind us all, particularly all of us jaded fucks, that, that, we, that we love what we do, you know, that we really get up every day and have a passion. You know, I, I we're, we're on Zoom here, and, and I don't know if you guys have played with the virtual backgrounds on Zoom. I, I'm by nature a fairly lighthearted guy. The other day I used this as a virtual background. You'd have thought I'd used a porn shot for a background everyone was like oh my god you're at a gig you're doing a loaded you're doing a show is somebody still doing a show who's doing a show i'm like everybody relax it's just a virtual background but the passion for everybody to get back to work and to do what they do and the collaboration we have with people we love for a business we love it, it doesn't hurt to be reminded of that. Well,
1: time. you know what? Also, we're all a bunch of uneducated fucks. This is the only thing we know how to do, so we, got, yeah, we don't you know, have exactly any other yeah, choice.
0: Yeah. <laughs> else, <what> else? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's very very true. Well, you know, and we talk about innovation and and just people figuring it out and stuff. And there's a few examples that I'm in love with, and you know, one of them I happen to be involved with, which is is the Upstaging Initiative, where Uh, you know, they came up, they took a huge risk, by the way, and Featherstone, I'm sure you've talked with Huddleston about it. But um, I'm I'm using last names not to be disrespectful. But when I'm talking about three different guys named John, I'll use last names. So, um, you know, Huddleston basically had to go to the owner of the company and say, look, we're going to invest all this money right now when we don't have it. And we're going to create medical equipment that people need. And we think we might be able to sell some of it. And, um, you know, that was a huge risk and, and they're out there, you know, they've kept a lot of people working, making tens of thousands of these masks and, you know, helping a lot of people with that as well, but also Gallagher staging, uh, did something, uh, very similar where they're setting up, um, hospitals, remote hospitals. Yeah. Yeah. With silent, with silent house partnering with them. Yeah. And it's brilliant. An amazing do. thing. And there's one, I don't know if you guys saw the press release last week and, Uh, Eric and maybe even Ben, this might be a competitor to yours. So I apologize. I have no relationship with them. I just love what they did. We don't care. But um, Froggy's Fog, I think it's called. And, uh, you know, they basically realized, A, our business is in the shit. Nobody wants fog fluid today. And B, hmm, we have a lot of ingredients that go into hand sanitizer. And they were missing one or two ingredients. (laughs) And they brought in those ingredients, and now they're selling drums and huge containers. And I actually well, just—I yeah. actually and just bought a gallon of. Uh, uh, it just arrived today of hand sanitizer, and you know, so they've. Pivoted.
1: I'm going to put a little plug for PRG. We built a hospital in Germany.
0: That's incredible. All, all,
1: all of the That's all the power know. all the power distro, and and all that cabling that was all just sitting there. They, I love we, that stuff. Yeah, I love turn, that it have pivoted. Yeah, I think it was like an eight, eight, 800 bed hospital. We did all the power to, throughout the whole building. We also uh, our our uh, staging department, scenic scenic uh, technologies, um, uh, which is part of PRG. They're they're building masks and face masks and stuff up in the um, uh, uh, Windsor,
0: awesome.
1: yeah, north north. Yeah, and you know what? Look, that's not floating our boat <laughs> by a long shot, yeah. but it's keeping people employed you know what, well, you know and, what it's, else it does? and it's contributing it's contributing
2: when huddleston yeah, inspired, came to me it inspires
0: yeah when huddleston came to me and said can you be sort of our online partner for this stuff i went i guess so like i have no idea how to get out to nursing homes and to these people who buy this stuff but i have an internet site i can easily put the orders together i can have this product up online pretty quickly and so i went to my staff and i think it was last friday or no it was the friday before this one that just passed uh, so 10 days ago i went to my staff and i said hey guys here's what we're going to do we're going to sell some some of this ppe stuff which is personal protection equipment and i thought they were going to be like oh you're such an asshole marcel but they, <laughs> well, were, they, thought that, anyway. they were so inspired and we had this meeting and yeah. ideas are flying out like crazy. Oh, I know somebody. Oh, how about this? How about this? And my marketing team got behind it. Everybody jumped in full blast and said, yeah, let's do that. That's, you know, something that we really want to get involved in. And, you know, we've been pretty successful selling these things and it hasn't paid our bills, but it hasn't hurt. That's for sure. Right. And, and it's inspired some people and got them excited and made them feel like they're doing something positive, you know, yeah, good point. putting a smile on people's faces, isn't a bad thing right now, you know, with it, okay. with everything that people are going through. So, you know, we have to talk about, um, something that Tress is involved in, which is, uh, uh, crew nation. And mm-hmm. I've read the press releases. I've been on the website. I've learned as much as. I can sort of at a distance, but maybe you can give us uh, a lot more information on Crew Nation because it's, you know, obviously uh, it's an incredible thing uh, that is happening there. And I just don't know enough about it.
4: Well, yeah, thank you for the opportunity to spread it. I mean, uh, you know, a a couple, three weeks ago, as it all hit us and uh, our programs came down both domestically and across the, the world, Michael and the board said, you know, we, we need to do something uh, beyond our borders. We put a lot of people out of work and, and these people are the ones, be they PRG employees or, or, uh, Lightstream, et cetera. They're going to, they're going to be needed to come back. We're going to come back and, and regain this. We need our support teams. So, uh, it took a little while to, to get it formulated, um, you know, as, With many big companies, as you can imagine, it was more important to get it announced and get it out there. We're we're still trying to figure out, not as bad as the federal government, mind you, but we're still trying to figure (laughs) out the methodology of the actual disbursements. And uh, we've got six people that are in a process of uh, contacting the the tours that were directly affected for April and May. Uh, I think the fund, as as Michael had wished, and once it was announced, there's a lot of individuals and corporates and artists that are, are jumping on. I mean, Justin Timberlake uh, gave a bit of money. Uh, other artists have, have donated. Uh, our own board members have donated. So the hopes are um, the program, as you've noticed, is uh, an initial $5 million seed money from Live Nation that will be matched dollar for dollar to $10 million. And um, we, uh, the funds are coming in, uh, including those Live Nation employees such as myself that donated. I am where I am because of the people that work for us. So I wanted to uh, jump on right away with it, and I did. Um, <clears throat> we just got to figure out the the distribution. We we, we know how we're going to get them the money. We just got to make sure it gets in the right hands, And that's what uh, hopefully we'll have a good you should. You day. know what? The first call you should make
1: is to get AEG to match it in that fund because it's going yeah, to the really, people that work yeah. i'm telling you this is this is when the border should fall down if, if live nation is gonna man up and put five million dollars on the table which by the way kudos congratulations Absolutely. and i'm yeah, in awe i'm in awe you know well, uh, everybody we're, we're else should in awe. Sure. yeah i mean that's that that's that and that that's that's just it's it's number one it's the right thing to do or right. Two, it's just it's good smart business. So congratulations and, well, and thank you. you.
4: And uh, hopefully it'll be as successful uh, in execution. I I think we'll get there. It's just uh, you know, a lot of work, and by no means uh, on myself and my media associates, so a lot of people working on this. And uh, so this gonna, is uh, this is a horrible oh, question,
0: Tress, But how how does someone gain access to those funds? How does someone oh, reach how out, how out of, and how say the, how I have contribute. need
2: how, how do we well, contribute both sides
0: both hey, sides can, how well, do people contribute let's do it <laughs> to
4: contribute easy that's easy just go to the website <laughs> crewnation.com okay. got go a ahead. contribution uh drop down jump it in um a, a, any amount is uh, it's never enough never too little uh as far I got a, I got a
1: call uh, I got a call last night from Cosmo Wilson you know everybody knows Cosmo I love Cosmo and, uh, yeah he's just one of the best guys in the business and uh know, we were just chatting and I said, Hey, by the way, we're going to do this podcast tomorrow. And are you aware of this crew, crew cares or crew nation or whatever it is? And uh, he said, no, what is it? And I said, yeah, you know, it's, 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 it's a, uh, it's a fun to help, help the guys that are out of work, like the guys who were on tour that, that just got sent home the next day. Uh, And he said, Oh my God, that's great. How do I find out about it? And I said, well, you you can probably go on the live nation website, but we're doing little podcast tomorrow and trez is going to be on there and talk about it so he's put the word out to all of his people and i know that we all will do the same thing so if you can give any information on that right now i think it'd be a really um helpful Weisman,
0: knowing knowing uh cosmo he Everybody was actually no but he was probably actually trying to figure out how he could send money in as opposed oh, yeah. to how exactly. oh, 100 you yeah. know i mean oh, he's
1: right just right that exactly. cosmo that was cool he was more worried he was more worried about you know the guys that yeah that he works side by side with and how they could access like you said how how do they make an application and how do they you know have a chance to make their lives better with this fantastic program that you guys have done i I cannot pat you guys on the back
4: enough oh thank you and like i said i think we're we're focused a little bit on you know announcing it getting the web page up for uh donations to try and get as much of a, a pot together as possible And we're now, um, the application process we're working through, one of the uh, programs that I've been charged with is direct contact with the 140 tours that were on uh, directly affected for April and May. Now, uh, we all hope, and and I think it's a bit adventuresome for June, certainly in the the United States, but it'll gradually uh, fold out to to, uh, other tours, other uh, areas that are affected. Once we identify the needs for those tours that were directly canceled, that we were working with, we're going to expand it beyond that. At least that's the plans now to uh, uh, other industry, uh, you know, professionals. I mean, Live Nation doesn't do all the tours in the world, but, you know, a crew member that works on a Madonna tour could also work on a Justin Bieber tour, even if it's an AEG tour. So um, that's the goal. I wish I could give you more information about, uh, the application and sign-in process, but that's uh, a little bit beyond my division right now. And uh, the, the website is a good source. And uh, trust
2: me, I, I can. Right. If oh, I, I, can.
0: Just, I just
2: made I made just made a donation while we were on it. Super oh. easy. It's really well put together. Very kind. Yeah, um. what I liked about it too is you guys are
5: doing merch. People uh, can you know donate that way by buying merch, and I think that's great too.
4: Right. And, and, you know, we partnered with a, um, uh, I think it's a music forward or music cares for actual distribution. So they are going to be tax deductible. hundred percent. they are our, our funding arm. Um, and, you know, uh, happy to share more information as we get it done on execution. But it's literally happening in real time. Worked this weekend on it. Working today on it. Stop my podcast.
0: Yeah. yeah. Tress, one thing from my side that I would like to offer is, uh, you know, I do have a site where three, 4,000 people, 5,000 people a day are on looking to buy or sell gear. And um, we can put banners up. So I'd love to oh, have cool. a banner that says click here to donate, click here to uh, oh, apply awesome. for funds or whatever it is. And also through the podcast. So if you can, or someone in marketing or whatever can get us banners and stuff, we're happy to... You know, help spread the love.
4: I appreciate that. Uh, as we reconvene, I'll I'll connect with our uh, corporate publicity that's been handling it and seeing how we can uh, and see how we can get you involved with it. Yeah, that ad- yeah, yeah that it's for the greater good of everyone, it's really because yeah. it's so really true, true. True. It's true. Beyond the artist training at the leash for John and and his clients and ours, uh, the reality of it is we got to take care of the people that
1: uh, we got to get there. You know.
4: We got, got to gone. get over
1: that Canyon. Got to get got to, to that. i to, to get. Yeah. You, you got, got to, got to, got to, got to get over that Canyon. I and can't that, you know what?
4: Wait. I want to get back to business really soon. So I can call up Robin Sean, tell her I don't want to pay that much for a truck anymore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and yeah. You yeah. You need to call Robin Sean. Tell her that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, here's some good news guys. The stock market's about to close. Not that that has no general effect, but it, it sure is how the, uh, the world judges uh, it's almost uh, 1600, it's yeah. 1600 and 1612 points with 2 minutes to go and you oh, know it, it's a it's a roller coaster ride but you know what um, i'll take any good i'll take anything good right, anything yeah,
4: yeah well and uh, i everyone has uh, more experiences than i do i'm sure but the stock market's a great forward indicator. They're they're not thinking about tomorrow. They're thinking six months.
1: And yeah, and they, they only have, give a shit about themselves. Uh, and that's great because it's untainted. Yeah. It's there's no there's no goodwill in that. It's all, <laughs> yeah. all about money. Yeah, that's
0: that's pretty true. It's black and white. Yeah, so,
1: I want you know you you mentioned really quickly. Excuse me, Marcel. You mentioned quickly, Trez, about uh, about June. You know, I mean, th- w- when I first heard, God, this might go through. Through May, my, my jaw hit the floor and I went, Holy shit, this is real, right? So I heard a couple of days ago that, uh, and this is from a good source, that, you know, Vegas, and I'm in Nevada, uh, mm-hmm. Vegas, uh, the MGM Grand reached out to the producers of their in house shows, the outside producers that produce the shows, and said, You guys be ready to go May 15th. Told that that was three different shows. Be ready to go May 15th. Now that's just, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm talking to bands that are saying, Hey, we're gonna go on this date. Of course, it's always subject to change. But that telegraphs the desire for everyone to get their asses back to work. you know. And uh, so I can boast of that
4: uh, call I had this morning with Bob Ross, and I'm sure you all have worked with Bob over the years. Uh, the, their public uh, performance uh, division, um, there's not one municipality that canceled for 4th of July. Now, wow. part of that is we want to be celebrated. We want to... feel good for our uh you know our independence day but i also think it's indicative of a forecasting by municipalities that they're going to soften the public gathering by the fourth which we all need because without you know the the lifting of the public gatherings the buildings can't open our sheds can't open and we can't go to work
1: you know know, there, there has to be a certain point you know look i i I'm a little bit of political and I try to analyze things, but I was talking to my wife the other night and she said, well, what do you think, what do you think happens? What changes here? And I said, look, whether I, I'm not qualified to say this is worse than the flu or worse than obesity or worse than whatever, but at a certain point, I think they got to make, they have to get to a tipping point where, where the government, wh- whoever that is says, look." Uh, we, we know more about this than we did 30 days ago. Everyone's done what they're supposed to do. So everyone needs to stay the fuck inside, right? There's nobody special, right? And, and then they're going to go, I think they're going to say, look, uh, people that are compromised that have had, you know, uh, uh, cancer or chemo or whatever you people need to stay home. You need to stay home and you need to stay safe. People, you know, that are compromised over a certain age that have problems, you need to stay home. Okay, the rest of you get the fuck back to work. I think that's how it's going to go.
2: And I'd like to see some indemnification there, too. I think some federal indemnification could really help. I was just going to say. Post 9-11, you know, the, the government said to the airlines, get back in the air, get back to work we get, we've got your back and well that, that was that wrong? was
1: the that was the that was the indemnification john get your ass back to fucking work <laughs> well i
2: have heard you, you've indemnified me a couple of times that way guys for you to put a tour out that's a huge risk so for you to know that there's that you've got some backstop there for your potential liability I, i'm sure that will really help move things forward I I
4: agree. And, and, you know, the partner in all of this, both on a live performance area as well as all your businesses is the insurance world. And they're, they're coming to terms with it on how to quantify it. And, uh, then once the insurance world gets their head on, then we have to get the legal side on because, uh, you know, no one wants to go back and just welcome lawsuits. We have to figure out how to address that. Yeah. It's been my
1: experience. You get sued no matter what you do. So you just got to figure out how to mitigate and get less lawsuits.
4: Right. John, I, most of us don't have that problem. I was going to say,
0: yeah. Most of us stay I out of trouble touch, a little bit. I, I, I
4: didn't touch her.
0: Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the venues are, are used to slip and falls. Now we're going to go. I went to your venue and I got... Covid nineteen.
0: I'm a runny noise. Yeah, exactly. So I I love to use this day ninety one term. And um, I mean, is anyone here bold enough to make a prediction on uh, when day ninety one is?
2: I'm I'm saying I'm saying well, I'm not going to be popular, wise man. I'm saying August. I, I think it's going to be August before we're. I'm not saying normal. Unless somebody unless somebody steps up and really offers some indemnification. And some backstop for the insurance business i i think that's what's going to slow us down
1: i, I we're fucking toast if it's august i really you know i i i i, I, I august if it, i don't think it'll be normal by august no. okay i don't think it'll be normal by august but i i believe that we're going to be up and running and worse we're ramping up and people are look it, there's a news cycle here also that's involved guys that we we didn't really grow up with but we lived in in the last five to ten years and that's you know remember they were doing impeachment hearings about 60 days ago yeah. i mean yeah. it's not even in the you know it's not even in the conscious anymore so what's going to happen is it's going to break open a little bit and i think it's going to break open about the middle of june i really really That'll do be
2: awesome. the, and the, then it's going go to the it's gonna
1: go then it's going to go up a little bit and then there's going to be some shit show to fill the news cycle and we're going to be aware about you know, not, not sneezing on people and being smart about it. And, you know, there's the the awareness is going to be up, but you know, it's, it's, it's going to ramp back up. And I think the downside is though,
0: John, there are things tugging at that, like pulling it back down. Like, for example, while I've been here on this call, somebody just texted me and said it ain't looking good for Boris right now, uh, that he's been moved into intensive care and Uh, yeah. 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 So I I mean, lose a world leader to this thing. And, and, uh, (sighs) that ain't yeah. that ain't yeah. going to go real well so the um, chances of them
1: the chances of them moving him into uh intensive care uh, at the last minute are pretty slim that's that i am I'm, I'm of course very I, I believe i, so. I, I yeah. believe yeah. Uh, i believe yeah. they'd put him into intensive care just to be have him in intensive care
0: well i mean at the same time yesterday it was like just as a precaution we're taking him to the hospital yeah. he's that fine got, and, you know
1: that guy's going to get a respirator if he needs one yeah Yeah. You know, yeah hopefully he won't, so. won't need one yeah. I mean, you know yeah. And there's also this, this hydrochloro, whatever the fuck it's called. You know, I don't know if you guys saw
5: the news uh, today. I saw from China that they have started
0: letting people <laughs> no, go out. Nobody's yeah. as eloquent as you, John. Hydrochloro, whatever the fuck.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. Never <laughs> drink while Wiseman's talking. I learned a long time oh, ago. Got it. I think it came out my nose. While Wiseman's talking.
0: I had water <laughs> come out my nose just now. Sorry, Eric. Go ahead, Eric.
2: There are, uh, in
0: china
5: they're doing like public like you can go visit historic sites and you can go out now in public and there are literally tens of thousands of people going to you know elbow to elbow going to see uh public historical sites
1: you can't trust (laughs) anything coming out of china (laughs) you can't trust anything coming out of china the fact that i find out that most of our drugs come from china that's horrifying because Who's there's no quality control over well, that. I, right? I don't
0: think I don't think Eric's reading it on CNN. I think he's getting it from <laughs> like the heads of their factories and stuff <laughs> right, in China. Exactly. So, um, John, I think we might be able to trust this information. <laughs> I do say. want
4: to comment on day ninety one, but I also want to ask uh, the the panel here who do a lot of work in China or through supply chains that lead through Asia, it, based on you know this epidemic and. I assume there was a supply uh, chain, di- you know, break along the line. Yeah. is it going to change your mind going forward when your business gets back and all set up, and you go, you know what, they make great lights in Glasgow. You know, are we going to get to that level? Do you think, or are I you going so.
1: normal. normal? I think so. I, I think there's it's, a, it's, it's got a, to, a, It's got to affect. It's going to yeah. shift. It's going to shift. It's going to shift. Well, there's
0: going to be a buy American sort of feel. But I mean, yeah. you know, loaders on here. I feel like we're talking about somebody while they're in the room. You know, um, Eric's never bothered me. Eric's business, I think, is virtually one hundred percent. Never bothered me, John. You're a freaking classic. You know that. Uh, wow. Um, you know, I I mean I think virtually a hundred percent of your product is, is from yeah, but over,
5: I mean things change. Over thirty five years, we used to make stuff in Italy, we used to make yeah. stuff in the UK, we used to make stuff it in can check, change, in yeah. In Czech and things change and I am sure we've already had those discussions, you know, yeah. how quick can we gear up in Mexico, how quick yeah. can we gear up in uh you know, in Eastern Europe. So those Options are there. Don't don't, don't overlook Iowa, guys.
3: Everybody remember a little thing called tariffs that was in the news a lot recently.
5: Yeah,
0: Yeah. Yeah. the
5: discussions were started back then.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, which is exactly what he's pushing to do, by the way. You know, yeah, he's, right. he's trying to equalize for businesses to bring that manufacturing back. So we're not getting political here. Featherstone, don't worry. Yeah. Calm you know, down. I see that. you getting heated. And I've got to leave the no. call
2: anyway. So I'm going to oh, leave now and you can get yeah.
0: uh, <laughs> Okay, He's gone. So, yeah, talk, just real quick stuff. about
1: day 91. Real quick about day 91. Um, back in, in early January, we had to turn, because we manufacture a lot of things in China, especially in some of the custom things, we had to turn off. Two products, one for Motley Crue and one for the Foo Fighters. Those 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 factories now that were off, that weren't weren't, weren't responding to emails, weren't taking calls, or nothing. They were just dead. They were just shut down. Uh, as of about three weeks ago, they're bugging the shit out of us because they're back at full capacity and they want to work. So yeah. that is a good sign. You know, that's right. that's not the government saying anything because the government showed them that's that's actually physically these guys going look. We we want just like we're saying they want to go back to work.
4: Yeah. So we're and I was uh, that. I was going to comment on my version of day 91. It it's after the 90th day when certainly in North America and Europe, the two major pieces of our business, when there's a universal treatment that's tested and accepted, because yeah. if you can tell people, look, you may get it, but here's what you take. And yeah, I'm not uh, talking about, yeah. That once we get to that level it'll go quickly because, just put a
0: little bit of that in the molly and then yeah, we're all covered I, right yeah, I, I think, <laughs> there's your distribution uh, there's your uh, method of delivery <laughs> there's your you know uh, i'm telling you this is ingenious guys put it in viagra and molly and we're covered
1: I, oh. I always wanted to be the guy selling clove cigarettes at the cure concert i'm looking around going All the money's all in the fucking closed cigarettes here.
0: Yeah, Yeah. no, it's a very good point, though. Featherstone, do you have to leave? I gotta go. Yeah, John, thank you so much.
4: Thank you so much, buddy. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. buddy. Enjoyed it, John. Thank you.
0: Thank you, John. So yeah, I mean that's such a great point that uh, you know if if I get hurt, how how do I get out of it? You know, how do I survive this? And I think that'll get people out to concerts in droves uh, and events.
4: Well, and the other and take this for what it's worth and by Trez Thomas' opinion only. But uh I also think we're gonna see a little shift in uh at least for the, the next year, because people are gonna be out of work, they're not gonna have a lot of money. I mean, uh, charging four hundred dollars face and then whatever Stubhub can do on the other side, but that universal buyers is gonna be a little bit dried up now. I,
1: I, I got I got a question for you on that too, Trez, and and, and this is this is to you personally but we saw this after after market ticket thing happened and i mean i'll go back to when uh, the first time i ever really saw this and it was pretty funny because randy phillips randy phillips rod stewart and arnold stiefel were the first oh, guys boy. they they pulled tickets and sold them out in front and then the three of them split it remember that well oh, uh, yeah. they got, well, got busted the <laughs> yeah they got busted they got caught right <laughs> however somehow that turned into an industry, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and, and a lot of that money is shaved off the top. And I, I don't want to get, put you in a position to talk about anything that you can't talk about, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind seeing those leech motherfuckers go away or, or be diminished, you know, because they, 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 you know, those guys are, 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 are taken a, a big ton off the top. They, they, they don't bring any value to it. Um, you know uh, i i wonder if this is going to affect them at all
4: well i think it, it will at the very least i mean currently most of the purchasers and tickets are holding uh the refunds we're we're gladly give them if you want them but most people you know if if you have pearl jam tickets you're going to hold them you, you hold them all. All, right yeah. so i think that it, there'll be some, some drainage on it because, uh, you know, they operate like other businesses. They buy tickets up front when they went on sale and they have to get that money back to run their operation or buy more tickets. And right now they're, they're kind of stalled.
1: But so, I mean about going forward, I mean like a year from now, are they going to be as robust? I mean, if so, if there's, if there's $150, to, I mean, the reason I, I even talk about it derogatory is, you know, like I've called you Trez to get tickets to, to purchase friends and family deals. Right. And you guys always take really good care of us. And it's, 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 uh, you know, there's no gouging at all. It's part of the thing that the, the artist likes to do to take care of the vendors and friends and family. Sure. Right. But then you've got, you've got, uh, um, these guys are selling, like I've, I've at the last minute had a client, like I had San Francisco giants. Uh, one of my friends on the giants call and said, and those guys, by the way, roll heavy. They, they don't call for two tickets. They want 12 because they bring... Those. I remember
4: this client. Remember exactly,
1: that? exactly. So what happens is um, sometimes I'm able to do it. Sometimes it's last minute. Sometimes I'm not able to do it. And I got to go on. I got to buy tickets for 800 bucks a piece that are face value, 75 bucks. And it fucking pisses me off because Live Nation's not getting the money. The artist isn't getting the money. It's not flowing into the production account. It's not doing anything but going right into you know someone's pocket that's not providing any value other than they've wedged themselves in between you know you know what i mean
4: that's twenty. oh yeah and podcasts. i wish i wish this this crisis could yeah. solve that i don't i don't know it'll diminish it a bit i wish it could solve it but i don't know if it's going to where there's where
0: I, a need um, you're going to find you know those people obviously i mean they're going to they're going to continue to exist and uh,
4: well so. and i always say and i'll share it with my new friends on the podcast because people say, well, you you work with Live Nation, you guys sell concert tickets. I say, no, we don't. We sell access and experience. Uh, yeah, exactly. Access uh, that's manifested itself in a, in a token ticket to get in. And, well, nowadays you use your screen to scan your ticket in. Yeah. But, uh, and we have the experience. And I think there'll always be experiences that people are going to want them. And then hopefully we'll all be and you're all going to play your part so we can continue to do that. I think that uh, the... The access part uh, is how we got to rethink the re-entry to the market, because it's just gonna be soft for a little bit, it, it's, it's gonna be soft. And I could be wrong, and, and again, that's 100% chose Thomas's opinion, but uh, you know, we, we have to, to factor that into our comeback on day 91. Yeah,
0: yeah. so yeah. The, the last thing I wanted to talk about, unless you guys have anything else, is this thing called sort of the new normal. And um, I know all of us plan to get back to exactly what we were doing. And most of us haven't even stopped other than those of you who are actually going to shows. But um, do you think in our industry or out of our industry, we're going to see a completely different world uh, as it relates to travel, as it relates to remote working? Like are people who used to go into an office every day going to start demanding that they work from a home office now that they've seen what that's like and they've built up an office at home and learned the technology like Zoom and stuff? Um, I mean, is this sort of the new normal, this thing that we're doing right now? Any thoughts?
1: Why don't you call on us and I, I always have thoughts. Fuck, I can't stop them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. But I, I mean, our. I think it goes, I,
1: I don't think there is a new normal. I think that, I, I think that the world progresses and changes all the time. You know, uh, 10 years ago, working from home was for uh, a luxury for the CEO. If he felt like it right now, it's pretty common. I think this may have scooted it along a little bit to make it more normal, but I, I just don't, I don't, I don't think that, uh, if I've got employees that want to come back and say, Hey, you know what? I'd do better from home. We say, no, you know what? We need you in the office. You know, this, this, this one epidemic pandemic, whatever you want to call it, it's going to make us think a little bit differently. But I, I really think a year from now it's going to be business as usual. I'm not going to travel any differently. Yeah. I'm not going to do anything any differently. And you know, uh, there's this shit that has to be done. And so I want people in the office interacting. I like to go to my office in Los Angeles because I can. I can just stand up and yell, "Hey, you know," and, and it's that people-to-people thing. We're yeah. not going to isolate into boxes. It just it doesn't work. There may be more of that, but but I believe that was starting to happen to a certain degree anyway.
0: Yeah, Eric, are you yeah. are you anxious to get to your factories in China, for example, or to your your office in Europe? Yeah, I think
5: you know we we would do a lot of meetings you know, flying to Europe or flying to Asia. And I think there will be, uh, some less of that now that the video conferencing technology is becoming more adaptive. I've been on more video calls in the last two weeks and I've been on in two years. Right. So, um, but I think, you know, you're never going to replace that face-to-face interactive meeting environment. It's still going to happen. Maybe just not as often. And yeah. maybe, you know, I think as far as depending on the job rules, like, you know, our sales guys have always worked remotely and been, you know, on the road and work out of their houses. And, uh, but, you know, some of the admin people in the office, I don't know, you know, maybe, maybe it makes sense for them to work from home a couple days a week. Um, you know, yeah. I think the efficiency, I mean, obviously the, the business is way down, so it doesn't matter that they're at home, they can, you know, handle work. Yeah, you work gotta see what that day looks day. like
0: under a full load, right? Exactly, under a yeah. full load, it may
5: not be the same dynamic. So. Yeah. Worked, but I think
3: this is going to push some of those
0: roles into yeah. that more, more faster. Well, you, you say you've been on more video calls in the last two weeks, but it's funny because nothing has changed for me. You know, this is how I conduct business. I've been using right. Zoom for years. I've been doing video conferencing for years. I've been remote for years. And so this is my normal. And so going forward, I don't think anything's really going to change for me from that standpoint. In fact, I might try to get out more and see more people face to face. You know, because this has become sort of their normal. And now I want to sort of upset that a little bit and go right into their office and say, hey, what are you doing? You know, how come you got no pants on today, John? Um, <laughs> but, uh, you well, I think know. It's a hard thing for
3: me, like working from home.
0: You know,
5: I, I, I struggle with it because I want to be in the office. I want to see what everybody's doing. I want to see how the flow's going. I want to, you know, interact. And well, there's a certain you know, I energy. Mean, I can't do that. I can't do that now at the office because nobody's there, right? Yeah. We got such a limited crew, but
0: there's an energy, and that's kind of what John was talking about. Going in the office and yelling across the room, saying, "Hey, you know what about this?" or whatever, and just you know, being able to have that feedback from people and stuff. But you know, like I have a law firm that I use that has uh, about 80 lawyers in it. Uh, it's for um, franchising. And uh, they're fully remote. They don't even have a single office. And the guy who runs it lives in uh, um, Aspen, I think, Colorado, and skis every day. He's got a ski schedule every day, so I know when I can or can't call him. Um, But his lawyers are in Seattle, they're in New York, they're in wherever and you know these guys are one of the top franchise law firms yeah, so. but,
3: we're, but we're in a people business right we're doing this because we love people we love relationships we love the energy if you're a fucking lawyer it's, you decided to do that because you hate people
0: or because they hate you (laughs) you know what
3: look i I fly out and i
1: see Trez at a gig because we enjoy the interaction and we can talk about certain items exactly but then we can also talk about what's going to be coming up and stuff and you know i i don't think that's going to be replaced i'm sorry to report Trez. i'm still going to come see you i'm going to go have lunch and
4: i i i didn't get a chance to weigh and i'll do it now i i think we've been focusing on the remote and versus office and how that's going to transition. I do believe the new normal in our industry though, we're going to see a lot more masks as a a normal way of of, uh, life. And and quite frankly, I, whenever we would do business in Asia and of course, Jerry, they do the right thing. If they got a cold, they put on a mask, you know, and and, and it's okay. And I think that'll be more socially acceptable. So that's maybe uh, the new normal, but also a good normal right? Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, as far as, uh, you know, operational uh, gigs and you're right. It's people want to be out. They want to be entertained. They want to see all of the wonderful show that John has provided the artists. So we they can, we can justify a
3: $400 ticket because we have to pay John $390 of it. <laughs> And, and as soon as you get to do it the first time, you're going to you're going to be reminded what a uh, a pale comparison this is, as, as wonderful as it is sitting here talking to everybody. Yeah. And the technology, fine, wasn't here 10 years ago, but it's not yeah. the
0: same.
4: Yeah. And one yeah. more thing, because I think you guys are all smart people and you're very connected. And I think we should all spread the word. I do believe one of the best things that's going to come out of this in hindsight is that we really do need to bolster our healthcare approach to large scale epidemics, pandemics, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. We were woefully prepared. Unprepared. Well, largely because of one of the best things. I mean, you've been a stock market guy, John, you know this. Yeah. I, I, I love healthcare stocks for the last 10 years. You know why? They cut back on inventory. They had yeah. some consultant that told them they only need nine intensive care beds and, and nine respirators yeah. instead of 30 for the population that they serve. And I think a lot of that is going to be adjusted and hopefully mandated to be adjusted cuz voluntarily well well
1: you, well you look at what you look at what Cuomo did about you know he he had a chance to buy 16,000 respirators as the governor to put them into a stockpile. And you know, he did probably exactly what I would have done a year ago. No fuck no, I'd rather build a new bridge, right? Right. That's you're right. That's going to change now. You know, that's going to change. I mean, it's, it's uh, change. you know, you, you it, it's like there's a war that's going to happen and that war is going to be against this, something like this again, because this is going to happen again. And you had, you had better have your fucking bullets and some dry powder ready to go. We were not ready for this no, period.
4: Not at all. And we didn't heed the early warnings. And, uh, you know, whether domestically we we're so immersed in our impeachment process or just Whatever. the fact that we had no idea that, you know, uh, airborne illnesses could cause this much. Uh,
1: we, we didn't damage. believe this could happen to us. This always happens to somebody else.
4: Yeah. That's, and my wife and I were talking the other night, you know, when we talked to friends in the healthcare industry and they're sharing masks. And we looked at each other and go, we live in the United States of America and we're sharing masks? Crazy. But it's the reality that we have to live through, and and we've we've got to get over that and get better at it.
0: You know what's funny? I, just, I, I just, hold
1: on, Marcel. I just saw on my 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 stock market thing, the banner across the bottom is there's a press conference that says plans to restart the economy. Let's see what the fuck love that.
0: that. Is. You know what's funny? Right before we started this podcast, <clears throat> as you can tell, I got a scratchy throat. So I've had this weird little cough for the last two weeks, probably no fever, <laughs> you know, no, no none no, of that no, no. stuff. I promise it's just a funky little cough. It's and, not yet. uh, and, um, so, you know, I took a cough drop before we came on this. Cause I'm like, Oh, I don't want to cough while we're on a conference call, you know, because it's kind of like, you know, you know how in the old days you might've hit a, an STD or something. Now you're hiding a cough, you know, in a crowd. It's okay to have an STD, but you better not have a cough or a fever, God forbid. So, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, these are very strange times. And I, I really appreciate all you guys getting together here. It's, uh, and Tress, I mean, you know, Thank you for welcoming me on. Thank
4: you and uh, happy to join. uh, Anytime uh, you you think there's something relevant I can contribute, happy to join.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, we'd be happy to have you back on maybe in another two or three weeks. We'll take another uh, sort of barometer for what's going on in the business. And uh, in the meantime... I, for one, I'm happy to help out with the Crew Nation thing. I think most of the Thank people you. on here would be. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, anything we can do to help, please let us know. And for me, it's sure. distribution. I get lots and lots of, of hits or clicks or whatever on our websites and uh, social and stuff. So, yeah. Thanks a whole bunch, guys. Sure. Thank guys, you. All right. Ben, thanks, Eric, Trez,
1: Marcel, and Marcel, Thank thanks for all. putting this together. You're 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 yeah. doing a great thing here. Thank,
4: you, guys Thank you very much. Got Bye right, bye. Have a good one. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. 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 Bye. bye-bye. Bye. bye-bye. Bye.